Mama's White Gravy, a podcast of nostalgic days gone, times remembered, sights, sounds, and smells of the past that many call the good old days. We hope that this podcast will give you a way of looking to the future while holding on to those good parts that came before. So here's Clyde McCulley, your host and author of The Boy on Shady Grove Road. I was always interested in country music. I remember as a kid, we used to go to the uh, drugstore and see if they had copies of the uh, top tunes of country songs. Uh, well, kind of a magazine you could buy and had all the words to the country songs that we would uh, try to memorize them and so forth. I remember in sixth grade that a friend of mine named Lawrence and I used to uh, uh, get up in Mrs. Robinson's class. She'd allow us about 10 minutes every Friday afternoon, he and I could get up there and sing. <laughs> and it went really well. I thought it was going to be a singer on the Grand Ole Opry until I went through puberty. My voice changed and my uh, career on the Grand Ole Opry was ruined right at that time. But of course, puberty brings on a lot more interesting things as well. So uh, I was willing to give up my career in country music. And uh, when I became 14, I moved to Nashville area to live with my older sister. And so we were able to go to the Grand Ole Opry a lot. And uh, I love going there on Saturday nights. I get the cheapest ticket I could get. And uh, I'd always like to go around and sit behind where you could see what was going on behind the curtain. They had this big curtain that would drop down in between each act. And uh, while the people rearranged, the announcers would come on WSM and tell you something about what the next show was going to be. And while they were doing that, the musicians that had just played would get off the stage and the new ones that are going to be on would come back onto the stage. So that was uh, fun to watch. We also would go up and sit in the open windows in the old Ryman Auditorium. No screens on them, up second or third floor up. You know, and we were hanging out there. And, but nobody ever fell, nobody ever had any trouble. At midnight, the uh, Grand Ole Opry would close down at quite a 12. And everybody, or a lot of the people at least, would walk over to Ernest Tubbs, Ernest Tubbs Record Shop uh, a couple of streets over from the Ryman Auditorium, and we would uh, go there because a lot of the singers would go over there afterwards and, and uh, you know, just get up on the little stage that Ernest Tubb had in his record shop, and we'd be able to get right up close to them and, uh, and listen to them sing. It was a lot of fun doing that. Uh, we got to see everybody. I mean, Roy Acuff, I don't know if you remember him way back. Uh, we got to see him. We got to see Ernest Tubb, Ernest Tubb and the Texas Troubadours. I'm walking the floor over you with his famous song. Uh, Marty Robbins, I used to love to watch Marty Robbins sing. Had such a gorgeous, beautiful voice, I thought. And Hank Snow, I mean, you remember Hank Snow from up in Nova Scotia, Canada, I believe he was from Nova Scotia. And uh, he always kind of had a nasal sound that he was uh, singing through his nose, kind of made out random. I mean, I can't do it, but anyway, I, I loved him though. He was a great, I'm trying to think of his main song that he sang. Can't remember right now, but anyway. Uh, Bill Monroe and the Bluegrass Boys would play. And of course also Lester Flatt and Earl Scruggs. Minnie Pearl was on the show. Minnie Pearl, I understand, they used to at least be the rumor that she was a teacher at uh, Vanderbilt University in English. Now, I don't know whether she was or not, but this was a comedian act that she would put up on on Saturday nights. There was another guy named String Bean. Uh, String Bean was a old boy come out with a banjo, as I recall, and he'd say, Oh Lord, I feel so unnecessary. That was always his thing every time. I feel so unnecessary. But anyway, it was fun to watch. The, we got to watch, I remember in the early 50s, 
I had a chance one time to see Hank Williams. This was before he died. Hank Williams died at a very early age. I think he was only 27 years old. And, uh, you know, he has been a legend in, his, in country music ever since he started. He was uh, recognized right away as something that was quite special. Red Foley was also on the show. Red Foley did a song called uh, Oh, Peace in the Valley. I remember that. And uh, Red Foley, I think, was from Missouri. I'm not real sure about that. But uh, Kitty Wells, I remember Kitty Wells on the show as well. And uh, I remember even uh, Tennessee Ernie Ford uh, was uh, a singer too. I think he did 16 tons. Anybody remember that? 16 tons of what you get another day older and deeper in debt. St. Peter, don't you call me because I can't go. I owe my soul to the company store. And uh, that's the way those miners were in those days. Um, I remember, uh, oh gosh, Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson, when I was a kid there in Nashville <clears throat> in the 50s, Willie had just arrived up from Texas and was trying to make a go of it. He wrote, uh, uh, what was the name of that song? Crazy, Crazy, yeah, that uh, Patsy Cline sang. He was, a, he was the guy that wrote that song. And she made it famous for him. She didn't want to sing that song, but her agent kept trying to get her to do it. She finally did. It was one of her biggest hits, I think, of all times, as I recall. This is before she died, of course. But anyway, Willie Nelson used to, uh, was trying to make it on his own in Nashville. And he uh, had a daytime show, as I recall. I don't know if it was oh, every day of the week. I can't remember now, but it was black and white. I think it was on WSM TV in Nashville. And uh, he, had a, he had a sport coat that he'd wear. Short hair, of course, and he had a little narrow black tie that he would wear, and he would pick and sing and was trying to make it. This was before his rebel days, when he started growing his hair out and went back to Texas and became the Willie Nelson that we know of today. I uh, had the job of washing dishes at the Madison Hospital in those days as a teenager. I, uh, the Madison Hospital was uh, the hospital that all the Grand Ole Opry stars uh, used. A lot of them lived out in Goodlettsville and Old Hickory and Madison. And so they all came to that hospital. It was not unusual for us to see them uh, around there. Hank Williams, whenever he was still alive, he would come out to the hospital now and then and have uh, shock treatments, trying to help him get rid of his al alcoholic problems. And a friend of mine, uh, his brother, Vincent uh, Mitzelfeld was his name at that time. He uh, was a young uh, musician, and uh, he would sit with... Hank Williams, someone had to be with him whenever they'd give him the shock treatments. And when he'd come out of the shock treatments, uh, Vincent was, knew how to write music. Hank Williams did not. He uh, knew how to pick, pick and sing, of course, but he didn't know how to write music. So Vincent would sit there with him, and uh, Hank would work out some of his songs, and Vincent would write down the notes for him so that the other musicians could play them whenever he would get back. So anyway, we had a lot of good times like that. Uh, a couple of my friends were... Larry and, and uh, Gerald Kelly and their mother became the nursemaid for June Carter and Johnny Cash when they got married. That little boy named John Carter uh, Cash and uh, so nursemaid for them and she would travel all over the world actually with them. One time I remember when Larry and, Cal and uh, Gerald took me over to uh, the uh, Johnny and June's house so I could see it while they were away on a trip with his mother was with them and they were gone. So anyway it was great. I had a lot of opportunities there. Growing up in Nashville, there a lot of kids didn't wish to walk up Printer's Row when we were down in Nashville. That's where a lot of the wannabe singers would uh, put on their performances. 
you know, every night there. And, of course, they were singing for tips, really, but just hoping that someone would hear them and give them a break and they'll be able to get on the Grand Ole Opry, too. Folks, that's it for today. We, uh, we've had a great time with you. I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. Uh, next time, we'll be talking about some more interesting things from the 1940s and 50s, from nostalgic days past, and from Mama's White Gravy, uh, Nostalgic Podcast Radio. Thanks so much. Man.